Arrow's an animal guy too. So oh, Arrow, we got the full twenty if we need it. Uh, so now starting like this, is everybody in the circle here big animal lovers? Definitely, I love animals. Oh. I grew up with cats. I haven't had a dog yet, but I think I would like to have a dog as well. The, the greatest thing about having a dog is that they listen to your heartbeat and they know when it's time to go for a walk. They, you, you're not taking them for a walk. They're taking you for a walk. They take care of you so much. And, and it's just, you just embrace that, that, that unconditional you know, walk with, with nature. Yeah, I think that's something that's so amazing about having dogs. Like, I, just a walk a day is so healing and helpful and, you know, helps your mental health. Animals are so amazing. Being a creative person, how do you tap into that energy in the way that I use meditation as well as my, I, I call it my my uh, uh, transition walk. When I go for a walk, I go out there to be in transition with nature so that the creativity can be replanted inside, you know, the, the soils of self. Well, you're my kind of people. Hi. No, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's well said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to go through. Hi, it's Alexis. I have to go through um, long, long processes of nature to tune into my creativity. Um, and I, I'm creating a podcast and I, I literally want my podcast to be in the middle of the woods, like hardcore in nature or really close to the ocean um, because of the purity of energy and like the free flow that that comes from that without being in a congested city with a lot of EMFs and traffic and just all that pollution pollutes I, your, your, your channels. I, I totally get the forest because the, uh, I, I'm in a forest and, and we're 23 feet above the forest floor. So that means that when the hawks come by, I, they literally will land in these trees and I'm sitting here going, I'm not supposed to be here. I don't know how this is even happening. And, and, and you get lost That's in those amazing. moments. That's really magnificent. Where are you? I, I'm in South Charlotte, North Carolina. And what we did, we created this forest. It was, it was in 1997. We planted 1,700 trees. We worked with the U.S. Forest Service because I wanted to save the land. And so so all of these years have gone by, and this forest is just, oh, my God. I just, I just, I love nature. I'm from North Carolina, too. Well, you get it then. You totally get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. Nature <laughs> is God. Nature is Truly, God. Absolutely. Yeah, I grew up. In, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I grew up in a forest in uh, British Columbia in Canada. Yep. And it's just the best. I miss it so much. And, and don't you think that that reaching out the way that we are as creative people, you guys as actors and things like that, and with your podcast and stuff, don't you think that that's just nature calling in in the way of saying, okay, you you've kind of borrowed from me. Now you need to give it to somebody who needs it, and maybe they don't like trees, but they're gonna like your word. Mm. I like the way you put that. Yeah, that's yeah. I like that thinking. Um, absolutely. I I could say a lot on that, honestly. <laughs> so, uh, giving giving yourself to the world and, and letting and, and sharing what you are with the world and not seeing uh, not being too selfish, I guess, with um, what you've learned and who you are and your joy and, and, and wanting to spread that in any way you can. Uh, coming from a place of, of goodness and not a place of, of narcissism and, and wounding like a child who wasn't hugged enough and then yep. they go off to be famous and it's just like, oh, I love fame. Feed me, feed me. Like that's a lot of slut. <laughs> <clears throat> they so weren't when, hugged enough, you know? <laughs> so when, when you step onto a set of a movie such as The Accursed and stuff like that, what, what goes through you? Because, I mean, I understand it's a performance. I totally get it because radio is a performance as well. But you, you, there's, you guys always have come across as people that see through that lens and know that there's others on the other side. 
Well, yeah, yes. Um, what exactly is the question? No, in other words, <laughs> the, the question is is that as creative people, it's a, it's like you you have actors and you have people who understand that we're reaching people. And, and that it's, you know, it's always when, like with a podcast and stuff like that, people go, so so where are your listeners at? You mean my listener? that I, I talk to one person. I don't talk to a lot of people. Mm. And do you, do you find that with ma- movie making as well, is that you know that on the other side of that flat screen, there are eyes watching your art in motion? I don't actually usually think of that, to be honest. Um, you never know what's going to happen with your films or your work. Um, it, it really depends. Like, it's like once it's done, it's kind of like on to the next one. Yep. It's just a blessing if it gets finished, you know, let alone released, let alone people actually see it. And then if they actually like it. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you, I mean, you go through that with a podcast as well, because when you release a podcast, you, you really don't know what the end result is going to be. And it's kind of really freaky weird when something that you did seven years ago is the hottest thing going. You're going, well, how, how does this happen? Yeah, you got to just leave it to God, you know, yep. have trust in, in the process, but also set 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 intentions and have expectations, but without holding on to them, like just set it and then let it go and let the universe deliver it. However, the universe wants to and not try to control the outcome. What was it like to be on the set? Because, you know, I've always been afraid of those, you know, of movies like this because it's like, okay, what happens if I pick up a spook and it walks with me from this day forward? Then you're going to need some kind of spiritual cleansing. (laughs) (laughs) I I can hook you up. I got people. (laughs) To be honest, I I did have a moment before I I came out to to film this manager and I was like, oh, what's it going to be like on set? Like, is it actually even like the crew? Is it going to feel kind of off and kind of eerie and kind of uncomfortable? But, you know, thankfully I got there and immediately it was just so light and tone and everyone was in good spirits. And you would have never known that we were even making a horror film um, aside from, you know, action onwards. But, you know it was just the best people to work with and it was, it felt very light and loving. So totally relieved in that way. Do you guys get to see the lighting of the sets and things like that? Because I mean, what we see on this side of the film and what you actually experience, I mean, you know, they do amazing magic in Hollywood. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, I think, you know, the cinematography that we had for this is just really beautiful. It's the same cinematographer, David Newbert as a, Kevin's last film, Willie's Wonderland, and I was super excited because they obviously worked really well together. And um, so, yeah, I think this movie, it's it has a like a high quality, like it looks high quality mm-hmm. in it. And it's it's pretty and there's an elegance to it, which is weird because it's a horror film, but there there really is a kind of elegance to it. When when you go when when you go into a movie theater and you have a horror film such as the the accursed, I mean, do, do you? I mean, one of the things that that I find fascinating and funny is the way that people will shout out at the screen. I just think that, that because that's <laughs> human emotion in action. Absolutely, I mean that's one of <laughs> that's one of the beautiful things of going to the movies, going to the theater is is as seeing it with an audience and feeling the energy um as you go and i always felt like there truly is a specific bonding of an audience that is watching a horror film because you're leaving that theater and you kind of look at each other like whoa 
we really just went through something together, you know? Like, that's dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, when you do a film like this, I mean, you, you, you're always a student of the craft. What did you guys learn from this? Mm, um, a lot. Sarah, do you want to go first? <laughs> Good question. I mean, okay, let me think. Let me think. Um, I, I, I learned a few things about <clears throat> um, knowing uh, where I need to improve in certain areas. I need to, uh, I don't know, maybe like just connect with the woman I'm going to be in a scene with and have to hurt them and like fight them beforehand and just like have a lot of conversations about it. Because if I don't do that, I feel really, um, I feel just really bad mm -hmm. having to like, hurt them in the scene i have absolutely no problem doing that with men i love hurting men but <laughs> but women i it's just like it feels very wrong and uh that's something i need to get over because i intend to do a lot of action films and i want to fuck everybody up not mm -hmm. just the guys yeah um yeah. and then uh, another aspect is is just like more communication um within within the circuitry before and after and and taking the time to to meet your your castmates and really like tune in with them before filming but sometimes when you just it's such a fast quick moving thing you're just getting kind of thrown around in every direction and you don't realize that you haven't done that and um yeah it's just something to plant a seed in for the next one you know you bring up a very interesting point about about the you know you're working with the actors and stuff like that because I'm a third degree black belt and I'll never forget being with my sensei and mm. and and he, and he challenged me he goes he says you need to take on this girl and I said it's a girl dude and he goes oh yeah. you're, you're telling me that this girl can't kick your butt you know you both have right. got to learn what's what's going on here and and then he and then he told me he says it's martial arts it's still part of the arts it's a showmanship mm -hmm. yes ouch resonate with that it is an beautiful i actually think ballet comes from martial arts it, i believe that ballet was inspired by martial arts i i gotta tell you there's there's a documentary on tv right now and it actually it's actually the opposite these the the martial arts movies came from ballet dude martial arts is so much fucking older than ballet what is that movie? <laughs> what is that documentary? I'm with you on that <laughs> let, let me let me go burst that bubble yeah they <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so true because Taekwondo is over 2,000 years old, and you're, you're so right about that. But I, but I was just fascinated that they even made well, a connection with it. Right, 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 right. Well, maybe there's new forms of martial arts being birthed every every minute. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to have their own style that they 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 developed. Oh, this is my movement style. This is my blah blah blah, and they just want to be famous and have something named after them, just like the fucking Scientology guy. Basically, Scientology for martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> We, we are in that season where we want to be scared. But the thing about it is when it, when it comes to a great haunting movie or a scary movie, I mean, we want them all the time. Is it, is it, do, are we living off of fear in, in the way that we like excitement? We're addicted to excitement? Yes. There's probably more deep down uh, about <clears throat> people's traumas wanting to continue existing in them because mm -hmm. it's an energy sequence and energy... Once it exists, it's like alive, just like anything else, like how Pocahontas says. Um, you know, the rocks are alive, the trees are alive, everything's alive. Yeah, because it is that electric energy that's moving through you, and it's, it's like, okay, give it to me again. And the thing is, is that people keep going right? back and watching it over and over again, knowing what's going to happen in the scene. Oh, yeah. But then at least you know what's going to You know what's happening. Like, if I'm watching something super scary, I got to watch it, like, without looking at it 
first, hear all the bad stuff that's going to happen, and then I can anticipate it and then watch it with my eyes and then look away when I know it's going to be something with knives or something like particularly gruesome. I don't like watching uh, too much gore. Yeah. How, how has the industry changed in the way that because of our binge watching and I, I am, I'm addicted to that like you wouldn't believe. Do you find yourself wanting to grow toward a series to where it can be several episodes and several seasons? Uh, yeah, I, I like to binge watch too. That's for sure. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, but it, it, it's addiction just like anything else, though, sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm so with you on that. I mean, because we'll complain about a two and a half hour movie, but man, we'll sit the, through eight episodes of a, of, of, a, of a show. Well, you get really commit, like, it, there's something less pressure, I think, when there's a lot of something. It's like there's less pressure to completely focus and pay attention to. And you can kind of, like, for me, I like to play chess. I like to play chess on my iPad. Uh, online while watching stuff and if it's a, a super concentrated movie with quick movements then like you're gonna you're gonna miss something important if you look away for three seconds then that's like frustrating to me because I have to yeah. keep rewinding and stuff like that that's me that's me you, you like chess <laughs> so does Howard Stern you should take him on Lord knows he talks about playing chess all the dang time oh really yeah big oh, time well, if I ever get on Howard Stern, I will certainly challenge him. So how do you bring fear to the lens of that camera? Because I would have PTSD way the hell out there if, if I had to go and be in a fearful moment on a screen. Sarah? Yeah, it's so, <laughs> it's so you You just have to learn how to let that energy go afterwards. I don't even know how I do it in the moment sometimes. Sometimes it's just a physic. I think I find that physicality, sorry, physicality really helps me. So just amping myself up and kind of breathing a certain way that creates more anxiety. And if, I, you know, even if I just start doing that horror scream, it's just something where you just go for it and it happens. And all of a sudden you really do, you feel terrified. And, um, and yeah, I've just learned ways to kind of release that afterwards because it's heavy and, you know, I like to go for walks. To, that's a great way. Moving my body is afterwards is another way to really help me release or singing mm -hmm. or, you know, anything mm -hmm. that kind of helps it move along. Well, speaking of those screams, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I can't go to an NBA game or an NFL game because I have to protect my vocal cords. How are you guys protecting your vocals? I always made sure to drink some tea and honey and made sure to coat my throat before yep. doing this. It's always kind of nerve wracking because you can lose your voice so easily. And like, that's not a good thing while you're filming and you have to, you know, show up to set the next day. And film yeah. Again. So thankfully we didn't do it too many times. I think we got maybe like three good ones for each time that it happened and, and we were off. Wow. So now the podcast, let's talk about that just because I, I want to promote that. What, what The podcast can be found where, what is it titled, and how can listeners find it as well? You talking to me? Yeah. Oh, snap. All right. Well, my name is Alexis Knapp, and when I launch my podcast, and I already have like five exquisite legends lined up, um, uh, you, can, you can find it through uh, my social medias and, and just by Googling my name and podcast. So 
thank you for that that plug. But I actually haven't launched it yet. <laughs> well, that that's good. When, when you do, I know that when, you know the people that you know that that connected us today. They what they do is they allow us to talk with podcasters, and so I've created a podcast called Pod Crashing. I love promoting other people's podcasts because that... I love to talk to you when that time comes. You're you're an awesome individual. You're better than like almost all the ones we've talked to. I'm sorry to say that. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> it's because you guys have a story and, and, and if you don't share your story, someone's going to write it for you. And the goal is to really for you guys to Ooh. share your story. Yeah, I like you. Yeah, yeah let's, do. let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my time is up. I hate to say that, but please come back to this show anytime in the future. I really had a great time sharing a conversation please. with you. Me too. Would, would you please add us add us on Instagram and send us a message and we can keep in touch? Absolutely. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. Oh. All right. All right. Thank All right. you so much. It's been such a pleasure. You bet. You be brilliant today, you two. <laughs> Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Oh.